Hi everyone, before we get into this week's show, we wanted to thank all of our listeners for supporting what we do. And now we've got a new way you can show your support by buying us a beer. Yep, we don't make any profit from doing this, but we want to grow this thing by putting a bit of money into getting the word out. So if you would like to help us out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod to show your support for just £3. Loads of our wonderful listeners have been and bought us a beer and we massively appreciate that. Thanks so much. So that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod. Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. Let us dive in. <laughs> Hope you got your snorkel because we're diving in. Oh, <laughs> that's um, that, that, that's not rude. Yeah, but it yeah, reminds yeah, me yeah. of. Um... Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got your wellies. You know what I watched yeah. the other day, and it made me just fully reassess life. I don't know if you right. saw it, but on Easter Sunday, Chitty Chitty. Uh, Bang Bang was on. I almost said the okay. uh, the porno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was winding my father-in-law up. And you know what? It's years since I've seen that film. And it is yeah. absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I, I always hated it as a kid. I, I, so Mary, I, I just remember that. I love Mary Poppins and yeah. hated Chish Chish Bang. Because that's, that's the other Julie Andrews one, isn't it? Is no, it? the other Dick Van Dyke one. Oh, right. Is Julie Andrews yeah. not in that? No, I can see she looks a bit like her. She dresses, she dresses very Mary She's... Poppins-esque. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Truly. Yeah, yeah. But I, knew that, I knew there was a link, anyway. Um, um, it's horrible. No, it's liked. so long. Yeah. Like, so long, and it's so grotesque, and I know that's kind of the point, but it, it just really unenjoyable film. Oh, minging. Mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously um, the child catches like proper creepy, but, but every, everybody else is just very like grotesque in it, and ugh. Ugh, not yeah. good. No, not no, good. not kidding. How, that, not kidding how was your week? <laughs> my week's been wonderful. It was um, my lad's birthday on Easter mm. Sunday, so um, kind of, yeah, we, we just made it dead nice. We you, you sort of still, we still sort of still made it work yeah. within restrictions vaguely. Yeah. We took one of his mates out with us for the day to um, Chatsworth House down the road, and then uh, we bumped into some of his other mates with their parents oh, that's in the convenient. park. Just oh. like, whoa, fancy. Fancy you here on f- five o'clock on a Sunday evening. And uh, <laughs> thought, whilst you guys are here, well, let's do an egg hunt. And uh, yeah. we've, we've bought a cake. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I do, do you know what? You know what? It was a proper like makeshift birthday party for yeah. him, but he absolutely loved it. And it's, I think, like everyone was saying like, how memorable it'll be. So it'll be, oh, yeah, that's so nice. Cool. Um, Great. Other than that, I've just been off and yeah. What about you? Nice. Uh, still living life in this sort of baby bubble at the minute. It's, you yeah. know, long nights, long days, pretty sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. I was messaging, I've been messaging you, just like sending you pictures of me watching films in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's been cool, you know, like like later on this week, like today we're going to talk about like Minari. So I was watching that last yeah. night, two o'clock in the morning, watching Minari. With a bit of like a bit of skin to skin, a bit of one to one time, a bit of one, a two, a one, two, three, four. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films. Cheesy films. Superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film.
Sorry, I thought that upstairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but to be honest, I'll tell you what, two o'clock in the morning is quite a nice time to watch a Korean film. Don't know why, yeah. there's just something quite magical yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More on that later. We've yeah, so, um, there, there, so we've got two, I, I mean, we'll do our what's coming up in the show mm. in a bit, but we've got two big Oscar-nominated films yeah. this week on Ari and the Mauritanian. Um, we're not going to talk about it this week, but I saw what's going to surely win Best Picture at this year's Oscars last night, uh, Promising Young Woman. Yeah, we'll chat about that next week anyway. Mm. And, uh, but it's good. It's good. You're, you're gonna watch it. We're gonna yeah, chat. Yeah. We're gonna chat about it next week, ready for release day, where you'll be able to hear about it. So it's out. It's out a week on Friday. Um, yeah. Well, the other thing I was gonna say is uh, before we started recording, mm. uh, we were speaking about you, you were speaking about um, your your you've had some local press in touch with you about mm. this thing. Oh yeah, yeah, do, yeah, haven't you? So I've been starting to think like that's part of our efforts to kind of promote this thing, isn't it? And kind yeah. of spread the word out of it. And I started thinking, we've just got to get the we've got a good sort of core body of listeners now, yeah. haven't we? We've done mm. all right over sort of forty three episodes, forty three weeks. We've done this, yeah. And we've got a lot of loyal loyal followers, and some of us, some of you have joined us more recently, and that's great. But we're going to have to get you involved in sort of getting the getting the word out yeah. there, and yeah. uh, we're going to have to start getting inventive about how we're going to sort of <laughs> share this thing. So, yeah. I th- I, if you've got any sort of crazy ideas, I mean, first of all, you got to share the bloody thing. So, yeah. do us a favour, pass on. Should we say? I think I, I like a bit of alliteration. Should we tell people? We need to start telling people to pass, pass the, on pod. the pod. Pass, pass the, pod. the pod. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Pass the pod. Yeah. Uh, any any other ideas about how we can sort of you know crazy ways we can get the word out there? I've had one or two. Um, I mean, I'm pretty tired, so if people want to like buy us a coffee, that'd be nice as well. Well, that's it. So, <laughs> so people have, people have been doing the buy us a coffee, buy us a beer thing. Yeah, uh, you know the links in the description of the podcast. But um, we put all of that money into advertising. But I had an idea. Right? Go on. I thought we said from now, like let's have a fresh wave of people. Buying us a beer on right. buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod. Yeah, go buy us a coffee um, for just £3, or you can buy us two for £6. And, and <laughs> good maths. Pri- price increments in a linear fashion. <laughs> so, you know, buy us 100, 300. Anyway, yep. right, let's say that whatever money we make in April now, yeah. yeah from buying a coffee, instead of putting it into conventional advertising, because I'm not even into that, like, I'm not even sure how much it works, like Instagram yeah, advertising yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Let's let's see what we get by the end of April, and let's see who we can afford on Cameo to record oh, us. Oh, and that'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah I like that. And it might be it might be twenty quid, and we get someone really really bad. But whoever <laughs> it is, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, and that's going to yeah. be our advert. Or we might go big. We'll get whoever we can get who's vaguely yeah, linked to films. Like well, let's once we get the money, let's see what our budget is, and we'll we'll do, get get people to vote on who we're yeah, going to have yeah, to do yeah, our yeah. cameo. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So it's on you. Beautiful. It's on you, the people, you, the listeners. Yeah. Get back on there. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash dads on film pod um, yeah. for as little as three pounds. You're not actually buying us a coffee um, or a beer. It's an arbitrary sort of thing that you're saying you're doing for us in order to sort of support what we do yeah. so let's see if we can get on cameo to do as an advert yeah that's brilliant that's a really really good idea um as greg said though i think like one of the one of the easiest ways we can we can push the podcast out to people is just by sharing on social media so you know if you can share us we obviously you know give us a like and all that sort of stuff on, on facebook and instagram 
but we post every week about the about the podcast and if you can just share it reshare it with all your friends that's more people seeing it you know we absolutely love doing this and yeah, christ absolutely. if we could bloody do it as a job that'd be absolutely amazing <laughs> <I> <laughs> that's, mean, that's, that's drop, the dream drop a that's day at dream. work that's the dream mate that's the dream. Yeah. we i got asked this by um this local journalist who did a feature on us the other week and she said what's what's like the goal for it and I, it proper stumped me and i'm hmm. like after, after i came off the phone to her, i was like well, of course i want to do this for a living yeah that'd be amazing like, <laughs> that's the pipe pipe doing it and i forgot to say it completely but when she asked me i was just like uh uh, just, just grow it. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I didn't have an answer for it, but yeah, I suppose that that is the obvious answer. Um, so, if you can think of any other innovative ways of getting the word out there, if you've got like I don't know, like if you've got a Z list sort of friend or relative who yeah. you can get to just do as a little voice recording that says, "Hi, this is I don't know, um, Dan, who was an extra in Coronation Street in two thousand and two." You need to listen to Dad's on film, yeah, something like that. Yeah, said that we'll do some, we'll have some funny stuff like that. Or if you know any A-listers, Uncle yeah, Ken. Um, I mean, not just social media sharing it though, but also yeah, yeah. Like, around the water cooler. If you're around the water cooler, <laughs> we're going. Hey, hey, I've got a new podcast to listen to. Just like, just drop it. Yeah. If you can get as a listener, let us know if you can get as a new listener. Yeah, uh, you had someone the other week who said said, oh. My husband won't stop. Oh yeah, well you've said this, and Danny, I was he sort of was messaging me uh, some of his thoughts on like some of the soundtracks. But yeah, his wife had to go at me because all she hears at home now is my voice because her husband listens to the podcast, which is pretty funny. Let let us know if you put someone else onto the pod, and uh, yeah, and if you do, we owe you one big time. So yeah, um, thank you for passing the pod. Sounds like some sort of like. like some sort of procedure, doesn't it? Like medical procedure. I've, oh, yeah. Sorry, guys, I've just got to go and pass the pod. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jack messaged what? this week, Greg. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, cool. I'm watching Inglourious... What's Jack got to say? He said, I'm watching Inglourious Bastards for the first time tomorrow based on your Tarantino episode. He then messaged back and said, I enjoyed it. Brad Pitt was awesome. Hans Lander, the biggest b- ever. It's so well done, isn't it? Yes, Jack. And let... Let's explain why you beeped out the second bastard, but not the first, because <laughs> Inglorious Bastards is spelled with an E. Um, famous typo, for, yes. Fa- famous stuff for no good reason. So it's, <laughs> it, it's not actually a swear word. Um, yep. However, the second time we are obliged, because this is uh, a PG podcast, to censor it. Well, let's just sit on Jack for a minute. <laughs> no, let's not. <laughs> just... I don't mean to sit on you, Jack. I mean, let's just... just linger on that for a second um that's really cool so jack's seen that on the back of our quentin tarantino episode the other yeah. week um and, and uh he really enjoyed it i think did i i, I probably said at the time i think inglorious bastards is my favorite quentin yeah. tarantino film um nice. uh, yeah so that's pretty cool uh have you got a question for me then dave yes what the hell is coming up on today's episode greg well i'm gonna tell you let's cue that music we've got a couple of um Oscar-nominated big films uh, that we're going to discuss this week. But before that, we've got this week's homework, which is The Boy That Harnessed the Wind. Um, then we've got this week's film news. Then we're chatting about The Mauritanian, uh, J- Jodie Foster film. Uh, then we're going to chat about Korean film with Stephen Yun, Minari. This week's So Solid You is Tom and Jerry, the movie. Uh, then we've got Everyone's a Critic. And we've got this week's homework. Shall we make season two, episode 14? 14. 14. 
mean? We're diving in, guys. Hold your breath. One thing we've not mentioned is uh, we've not we've not introduced the daddies, have we? We've got we need to do. Oh a bit no! Of yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we, we, we going to do that next week? week? Well, next week's in between the Baftas and the Oscars, isn't it? So right. Do we I think we should do it at the end. I think we should do it after the Oscars. Okay. This is live show planning right, oh, right here, okay. as you listen. Um, so we decided we're going to do Sodwat, the um, British Academy and the and the the Academy think mm. about uh, films. We are going to do our own yeah. nominate uh, own awards. Include so we're going to include some of the the common categories, but we're also yeah. going to put some of our own categories in. We're going to do our, our film awards. Yeah. yeah, I think we need a bit of that. Um, so we're going to do the daddies. Yeah, in a few weeks. Um, yeah, so we're gonna um, listen out for that. So we're not going to do it next week. No, that's sorry, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. We'll have to think of something to do next week, won't we? Um, that's cool. But anyway, on to homework. Yes, yes, yes. So last week, Tina set us a homework task of going away and watching The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. It was a Netflix original. Um, but it's got dropped off Netflix, but it's currently on uh, BBC iPlayer. Yeah. Shall I just do a little bit of synopsis? Why the hell not, Greg? You, you're better at it than I am. Okay, so it's a 2019 British drama film. It's um, written <laughs> a and... British, di- it's a 2019 British <laughs> drama film. <laughs> yeah. It's written and directed by Chiwetel Ejiofor, who you probably know best from uh, Love Actually. Give him a yeah. quid and tell him to bugger off. Um <laughs> Married to seventeen-year-old Kira Knightley in Love Actually. Is she seventeen? In she's that? Like, yeah, she's really, really young. She's seventeen. Yeah. What? Anyway, um, it's the true story of William uh, Cam. I've got all the pronunciation. Is this why you got me to do this? Because of all the pronunciations. <laughs> William Cam Kwamba uh, is a Malawian um, sort of boy who get- goes to school, and he's got um, he's got an absolute talent. He's you know, very smart, get into his science, into his engineering. And uh, dad's, a, dad's a farmer, but, you know, farming's a struggle, uh, sort of very sort of dictated by the weather and things like that. Um, and basically, spoiler alert, he goes on to invent a wind turbine so that they can mm. pump water uh, for an irrig- irrigation system. Uh, and he's and then he's sort of since gone on. He got scholarships, went to university, and he's mm. done TED talks and things like that. Um, he wrote the book that this film is based on. He literally and it's, wrote the book that this film is based on. He, he literally wrote the book. Yeah. Uh, so he's played by Maxwell Simba. Um, you've got a few of the names in there. Um, what, <laughs> I know one of them. Say, I know you're jo- say. Joseph Marcel. Jeffrey um, from Jeffrey. Fresh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely love that. I straight away I was looking pointed at the screen there was next to Jane going, Who is that? Who is that? I Master did have to William. Google it. But, Master William. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um you've also got um you'll see you'll see some of the others like um Noma Dumez Weenie is um she's the one who's she's been on like East Enders and stuff, but she she did the West End run, the original one of Hermione Granger, you know, Hermione, Cursed Child. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen that. Did you go and see that? I've not seen it. No, no. No, I'm hearing major, major rumblings that they they are going to make into a film. Whether they, I think the. I mean, everything I hear about though about the stage show is just like it's people have come away going, 
it's actual magic on stage. Like, yeah. I, people literally don't know how they do like this yeah. incredible stuff on stage. Amazing. Anyway, a uh, bit of a digression. Uh, so it's, you know, it, it's not, it's not a sort of like a big sort of in your face sort of like loads going on. It's a really sort of heartwarming, sentimental, quite simple in some sense mm-hmm. uh, drama. But I find it quite humbling. I think it, you know, it'll make you appreciate what you've got. It um, and sort of like obviously we live in first world country where water is readily available, electricity and light is readily available. We've all got access to an education, um, and it kind of, you know, it makes you reflect on all of that. Quite. Like, we've got a little visitor. Oh, hello. Hi, matey. Hey. Can I come say hi Arthur. To Dave? Can we say hi to Dave? Happy birthday, bud. Yes. Uh, Sunday. Oh, well, Dave says happy birthday for the other day. Shall I just shall I make it so you can hear him? Not one of these. Not one of these. Okay. Wikiwa. Hello. Have you said thank you? Have you said thank you for your microphone? He did. Yeah, he sent me a video. You sent him a video, didn't you? Yeah. Say thank you again. Say thank you for my microphone. Thank you for my microphone. You're very welcome, big boy. Yeah. Tell so we've well. got nice. They're all here. Oh, oh, oh. Why do you tell Dave all about your birthday? Yeah. It was cool. What, what, Sounded what cool. Um, Play! Go chocolate. chocolate! And we've still got the same kind of chocolates today. Loads, after loads, tonight. Loads and loads of chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell Dave what we did last night. Where did we go last night? Um, Not just camping, though, was it? Glamping. Glamping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. It was good though, but it was very cold, wasn't it? Not that you know, Matilda. You slept from like <laughs> seven o'clock until seven o'clock, didn't you? Oh wow! Should I take advantage of it. Didn't stir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, tell Dave, say bye today, and we'll say we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. See you later, dude. See you later, missus. Bye, bye, podcast. Anyway. Uh, after that short interruption, um, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it, it didn't blow me away, but I found it really interesting. I quite liked it. It made me mm. reflect quite a lot about what I've got. There's some really nice performances in there. Um, I thought the, the the lad who played the central performance, the central role, uh, what's he called, Maxwell Simba, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I really liked Ch- um, Ch- Chiwetel. Oh yeah, Ch- Chiwetel. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought it was fantastic as well. And is it his directorial de- debut? debut or yep, directorial debut. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think hopefully we'll see some other stuff from him. I don't know whether he's done anything since. This was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, 2019. Um, yeah. And mm. I, yeah, I just watched it on today and I just, yeah, it was nice. It was just nice, I thought. Yeah. yeah lovely. No, yeah. Obviously, I like the cool. physics. What do you think of it? Yeah, of course. You'd, I thought you'd like the physics somehow. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Nice, just a, a nice little sort of like I don't know, self-contained little film. Um, yeah, some some knockout performances. Chitu and Ejiofor is like he's amazing. He's amazing. In everything, um, yeah. you know, from 
you know, the the big thing, obviously, well, you know, we'd speak about love actually and things like that, but obviously the big thing that, you know, his breakout was um, 12 Years a Slave, and then obviously yes, he's gone on to do other things. He's in Doctor Strange and things like that. Uh, but he, he really is, he's an, he is a, a powerhouse in this film, I think. Um, he had to learn the language, the sort of native language. No, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, bloody hell, you never, you never tell, it's very authentic. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. really, uh, you know, I think that made me sort of uh, appreciate everything a, a, bit, a little bit more. Um, yeah, the main the main guy Maxwell is 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 bloody brilliant. Um, yeah, there's there's not much else to really say about it. It's just it's a lovely little film. I think maybe the pacing is slightly off, but I think you know as a directorial debut, you know I think that's something yeah. that'll probably come with time. Um, yeah. You know it. it whether I don't want to say it dragged in the sort of first half, but it, it kind of gets going a lot more uh, in in the you know the second and third act. But yeah, it's great. It's and what I was what I was trying to take shake from my mind whilst watching it, and I think you know part of it was because it is on iPlayer at the moment, but it is a Netflix original. But in my head, yeah. I'm thinking, God, it does it feel a bit like a TV movie? But it but it doesn't because it's got it's got quite high production value in that. It's yeah. like the setting and everything like that. Yeah. It's obviously the put. You know, there's the, the big scene is like where the you know where the big the big big moment where the chief sort of um, does the speech again out yeah, 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 yeah. there and yeah. sort of um, you know big production that like loads of big casts of, of extras that yeah. I assume were were actually there to film that. All right then, Greg, would you say that the boy who harnessed the the wind is Platoon or New Moon, the, the oh, Twilight one? Good. Yeah, I go for Platoon. I mean, I know you like Twilight <laughs> films more than I do. I actually don't mind um, you, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I would have um, to agree with you. Where can we see yeah. this film, Greg? It's on iPlayer at the moment. Don't know how long it'll be on iPlayer for, but I'm willing to bet once it's off iPlayer, it'll be back on Netflix because it's theirs. So <laughs> It's theirs. Cool. Take a breath. Cool. We're diving in. We're diving in. <laughs> want to take this opportunity to a a bit of coaching to our listeners so wherever you are right now um, you might be in the workplace uh, you might be in the house with your your spouse or another family member um, you might be in the street and what I want you to do on the count of five you're going to break out into laughter okay and when someone turns around and says, what are you laughing about? You're going to go, this, oh, oh this, uh, this is Dance on Film, a great new podcast to listen to. Uh, it's fantastic. You can get it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. It's great entertainment. Okay, you ready? Five, four, three, two, one, and laugh. Pause for the reaction. Okay, and now cue the line. Well done. You've shared the pod. You've passed the pod, sorry. <laughs> now, now take a breath. <laughs> we're, we're diving into the news. This is the news. Fantastic. Here's the news. So literally, last week, as soon as we finished recording uh, the episode, some really, really big news. I, well, I think really, really big news was released. Uh, but we just couldn't be bothered recording anymore and adding it in. No. So uh, it was noted, or oh, sorry, it was uh, reported last week that Ryan Johnson, 
writer director of Knives Out, um, has signed a four hundred million dollar deal with Netflix for two Knives Out sequels. <laughs> I was wondering what this is saying on our notes. You've written Knives Out four hundred dollars. So I'm thinking, what? <laughs> That's how much it's <laughs> for. <laughs> Four hundred yeah. million dollars, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what what happened was, um, I think it was was it Regency or who's the deal with? Sorry, Netflix. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, so wow. yeah, basically, I can't remember who the distribution company was for for the first Knives Out film, but basically, what he did was he gave them the rights to that film for the like you know to distribute it, but he kept the rights to the actual almost like the, the name and the franchise itself. So then he could choose to do whatever he wanted with, you know, right. with the film. And it was always sort of rumored that it was that, that Benoit Blanc, the Daniel Craig character was going to continue almost like a Poirot kind of thing. And there'd be more. But apparently stories. with different accents, isn't it going to be, di- isn't he going to do different no. accents when he does it in future? I'm sure no someone way. said like, it's like, no, that's going to be a thing where, but well, yeah, but apparently, right. I might be completely wrong, but we have to read into this. I'm sure I read, that Daniel Craig in the future ones, he's going to do different accents so that part of his thing is like, where is he from? Like, <laughs> so like, he should. <laughs> so he like completely just like a character shift every time. I might be completely wrong, but let's, let's see. Um, that was a cool. pretty appalling, appalling accent, wasn't it? Like, in the well, first maybe, that's, but it was, maybe yeah. that's the point. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so all, all we know is... Um, you know, it, it, it is a direct sequel to Knives Out, but much like, cool. you know, the Agatha, Agatha Christie stuff, it's not like a continued story. It's a new case. Um, and this yeah. the, set, the, the, the second film in this franchise is going to be set in Greece, apparently. Nice. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, what also was really cool. Um, so, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, who played Linda in the first one, actually tweeted um, almost like a press release from the... Uh, Oh my god! What's the family called in Knives Out? Uh, the, Crombie. Oh, uh, yeah, the what, Crombie from, family. Crombie, Crombie, Crombie. Yeah, like a press release from the from the family, basically saying that they are, they are not involved in the next case of Benoit Blanc, <laughs> and just like kind of where everybody is and what they're doing at the time. Oh, so it's, cool. it's really really fun. Oh, really nice. So yeah, you know, oh. we loved the first Knives Out. So yeah, bring it on. Hundred million dollars though. Wow, like. I'd love to know the maths behind how Netflix value. I mean, obviously they know how many people watch everything. They don't release. They don't release their viewing figures, mm. but they know who releases everything. Yeah. Uh, but but then how do they put the value on new subscribers on yeah. for something? You know what I mean? You don't know how many people have. And it's a, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because like although Knives Out was brilliant and like you know fully loved it, I can't yeah. imagine that's going to bring new subscribers to Netflix. But I suppose is it going to keep people? It'll keep people. That's the thing. Um, yeah. But then four wow. million. Where does that come from? <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, the production costs alone ain't, for two films ain't going to be four hundred million. The marketing yeah. isn't going to be four hundred million because there's not a lot of marketing for Netflix films. Mate, I they're just I crazy. Mean, yeah. I've I've not got a business mind whatsoever. But like, it's my understanding that businesses have to like continue to grow in yeah. order to be able to like please sort of shareholders and things like that so how does netflix continue to grow like there must there must be a limit to these streaming platforms of like you know they must get to a point where it's like yeah well this this is it now i, I don't know 
I, I don't know what the end goal is. I don't know what the end goal is at all. I don't Who knows? Who knows? Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, next bit of news, we finally got the trailer for Space Jam, A New Legacy, which on the outset, I'm kind of like, I think that's a brilliant idea, really, really clever idea. But then when you look into it a little bit more, in a little bit more detail, they've just stole this idea from everybody else. So basically what, what is happening with the new uh, Space Jam, so it's LeBron James instead of Michael Jordan. And yeah. instead of solely being like Looney Tunes, um, mm. or Looney Tunes, all actually, the Warner so Brothers it's all the, like a lot of other Warner Brothers properties. So like the Iron Giant's in there. Pennywise from It is in there. Uh, I, Can I we just do I, something? I, I, we, yeah, yeah. Should we just do, let's, uh, let's insert an edit point. I am mm. going to go and just watch the trailer now. So that have you not seen it yet? I've not seen it yet. So okay, go for do, it. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go watch the trailer. Right. <laughs> so the the thing is, obviously, as we were saying, like you know, it's all it's a lot of different Warner Brothers properties involved in it. And at first, I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. Okay, I get it. But then, actually, we got that with Ready Player One. Like the Iron Giant is in Ready Player One, <laughs> and it, yeah, we yeah. also got it with things like um, Lego Movie and things like that. Yeah. And, and now I'm just a bit like, is that a bit lazy? Is that a bit? Is, is that a bit? Are we tired of that sort of thing now? I'm, I, I, yeah, I wasn't um, on the outset when I heard about it. I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then when I've actually seen the trailer, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that fussed actually. Hmm. I just. They do it. They do anything now. They just chuck it. Right, all these studios just, just like let's remake that. Let's see, what we, well, we'll speak about Tom and Jerry in a bit, won't we? Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, and then the last bit of news. Um, we we got the first sort of teaser trailer for the new Ghostbusters film. This is the direct sequel to the fir- uh, to the first two Ghostbusters films. Um, uh, blah, 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 directed by. Yeah, so directed by Jason yes. Reitman, but literally the the, uh, the the teaser trailer is just Paul Rudd being charming as ever, walking around a supermarket. He gets to these marshmallows, and they basically start moving, and then there's just a load of little, you know, like Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Instead of, like, right. the big giant one in the first film, there's, like, loads of little yeah. ones, and that's uh, it. <laughs> so, right. you know, we'll see what well. happens with that one, but Paul Rudd being as charming as ever, so wonderful. There we go. And it's, and it's got the kid off... Kid off um... Of course it has. Of course it has. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. everything. I mean, that's does quite. Great. That's quite. But that's quite meta, isn't it? Because like, isn't a lot of Stranger Things sort of based on that sort of era of like kind of eighties, that ambling eighties yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But that's Wait, your news. Is that, right? it? is that it for news? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, dear. Okay, what I want everybody to do is, if you're listening on headphones, I'd like you to take your headphones out, turn whatever device you're listening to, you're listening with, up to uh, the highest point it could possibly go. This won't work for everybody, I will admit, (laughs) and it depends on your uh, your placement, but what I'd like you to do is... uh, you know, remove those headphones, turn, turn your, your device up and uh, just listen to this. Alexa, please subscribe to Dads on Film on Spotify. Alexa, please subscribe to Dads on Film on Apple Music. Alexa, <laughs> please. 
<laughs> oh, she's kicking off. <laughs> that might work. I think I've just done it for myself. Bloody hell. Uh, Excellent. Thanks. Let's move Job on. Job well done. All right, so our first of our Oscar contenders this week that we're going to be talking about is the 2021 uh, Kevin McDonald directed The Mauritanian, which has just been released this week on Amazon. Um, so let's have a little sort of rundown. Uh, what this is, it's based on a true story, and it's about uh, a guy called uh, Mohamedou Old Slahi, who uh, was convicted. Well, no, actually, well, actually, that is, that's untrue. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the point. Um, <laughs> He was basically uh, detained um, for a few years and then sent to Guantanamo Bay uh, under charges of uh, training uh, terrorists for recruiting. actual yeah recruiting and training terrorists for for nine eleven. Whether he actually did that or not uh, remains to be seen. Or well, you know, it's kind of uh, well, it's, it's towards well. the end of the film. Well, it's not, yeah, not really answer, but it kind of is towards the end of the film. But it's uh, the film is basically. Um, uh, he's been de- detained and imprisoned without charge by the U.S. government for years, and it's about his kind of uh, a lawyer actually taking on his case and the kind of um, what's the word? The kind of uh, prejudice people have against her for actually taking on this case and and defending somebody who is apparently you know has has sort of attacked the nation. I suppose. Would you agree, yeah. Gregory? Yes, I would agree. Should, should we have, to give it a little bit more context? Do you want a clip? Why yes. the hell not? It's, it's one of the few English language films we're speaking about this week, so it's the only one we can have a clip for. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. I'd like you to consider releasing your letters. To a newspaper? Maybe a book. People need to read your story for themselves. And it'll put pressure on the government to give us a court date. I'm writing for that. Would you like me to step outside? No. Keep going. You don't want to pray? Are you religious? No. Why do you care? I don't. Jodie Foster being as Jodie Foster as possible there, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, kept, I kept thinking Clarice all the way through the film, yeah. to be honest with you. The lambs. Um, stopped. They stopped screaming. The lambs. All right. She Oscar nominated. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to do it. Such a bland good. choice. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, definitely. she is. No, she's BAFTA, um, BAFTA nominated for. No, she's not. Tahar Rahim is uh, BAFTA yeah, nominated uh, for yeah, okay. lead role. Actually, no, sorry. She. Oh no, it was Globes. Was, oh, it's uh, Golden Globes, wasn't it? She was nominated for. Golden Globe is best supporting actress. He. Uh, she won actually. She won Best Supporting Actress for it. God, uh, wow. Tahar Rahim was nominated for Best Actor in the Drama. There, uh, this actually has no Oscar awards, uh, no Oscar nominations. Oh, why the hell oh, are we talking about it then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it did, it, but it has got BAFTA nominations. It's got five BAFTA nominations. Wow. Um, wow. I'd say. I mean, I'm quite. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit. I'm quite. Uh, before this, I was quite ignorant to the whole Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay uh, thing. Yeah. Um, you know, not that I didn't know about it. You, you know, I've, I've known it's sort of a controversial thing. I've known it's where they've sort of detained people and, you know, this whole thing years ago about the waterboarding and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But didn't know a great deal other than that about it. I didn't know about this guy. But if, if you're like me and you're quite ignorant to um, everything uh, related to the true story, of 
Mohamedou. Uh, Mohamedou, old sly. Uh, st- don't do your research before you go in. Go in cold like I did. I mean, that, yeah. that thing to do with the publication of his letters is, is sort of like a bit of a sort of nod to the way it's going. And it's quite interesting. Um, you, at first, I, mean, I can see, see why you thought this. At first, you thought this was quite sort of slow to start with, I think. Mm. I, I think my yeah. exact words to you were, the Mauritanian, what a f-ing snooze fest. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about um, right. <laughs> I, I can completely understand why you think that at the start. But um, the main thing, for, I just found it really fascinating that this, in, in a Western country, this went on for so long. And... The biggest thing for me was, without giving too much away, towards the back end of it, a lot of it continued to go on under Obama as well, yeah. and like, and some of the stuff that he it's was subject like, to, truly shocking, like yeah. unbelievable. Um, but yeah, we were civilized. Well, America. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, civilization. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry to any American listeners, <laughs> but you know, we are supposed to be. You know, holding up human rights and you know democracy and innocence till proven guilty and things like that and and all of this is this is and this is why Jodie Foster takes these cases. She defends the, these people because they need to have a defence, regardless of she goes in sort of quite open minded to start with. And as she gets to know him, she starts to realise actually, you know, this guy is being detained without any evidence against him. It's an absolute travesty. Uh, what I really liked about about it is the sort of she she try, keeps herself very composed and professional throughout, and she um, she sort of um, what's the word? She sounds off against her sort of right hand girl uh, Terry Terry. She called Terry Duncan. Terry, yeah, played uh, by Shailene Woodley. Yeah, yeah, and you sort of do f- feel, even though she doesn't say anything, you feel that. Um, fight going on in her head yeah about, there's a, you know the truth and there's, there's a really there's a really good quote that she says and it. it's like so uh because people saying how how can you defend this person and you know you're you're uh, you know you're going against your country and she basically just says well if i was defending a rapist does that make me a rapist yeah, if i was defending yeah. a murderer does that make me a murderer so just because i'm defending a terrorist that doesn't make me a terrorist do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just found that that was actually quite a, like a really kind of interesting way to, to to sort of spin it. And a few other films have done something kind of similar, where it's about defending, you know, people who've done like horrible things. So there's a there's a uh, Kevin Spacey film called The Life of David Gale, which is kind of kind of similar sort of themes in it. Um, yeah, which yeah. Is quite interesting. Um, what yeah. did you um, What did you make of Benedict Cumberbatch in it? Uh, he was very Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. His, his accent was very Benedict Cumberbatch doing a southern accent. Um, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it, it was what it was. I, th- I think, you know, l- let's look at the cast. You know, you've got Jodie Foster. I-, I don't think she was particularly amazing. She was basically playing Clarice again. Shailene Woodley, you know, a very, very small part. Uh, Taharaheem was was good, you know, really good as, as uh, Mohamedou, um, especially, you know, in the sort of later half of the film. Uh, other sort of sporting characters, Zachary Levy popped up in there, which I think was quite nice to see him doing something a little bit more serious than some of the other yeah. stuff he does. Uh, you got the uh, guy from Inglorious Bastards, did you notice? The uh, the farmer from the beginning of Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Did not pick up on him? That. He's like the first. Oh, is that him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pops up at the beginning. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, for me, it was a weird, it's a weird one, really, because Kevin McDonald directed it, and he's got a, 
kind of a, an odd kind of not odd but mixed track record of, of films he directed touching the void um you know the uh the climbing documentary do you remember, did you ever see touching okay. the void i did never saw it about, no, the, no. about the two british climbers and they have a fall and basically one he's got to decide whether to cut his friend the cut the harness of, of his friend um oh my God. Oh, it is great you should watch it it's really really good oh, so he directed right, that yeah. he also directed last king of scotland the james mcavoy film yeah i think yeah. state of play with dicaprio he directed marley the bob marley documentary um you know amongst other things and and then the, and then there's this and i found it first a little bit muddled to be honest i don't think it quite especially in the first two acts it didn't quite understand what it wanted to be um it was you know some points it was trying to be like a political thriller other times it was trying to be almost like a dark comedy or like a satire you know like it's sort of like odd kind of comedic parts of it i don't know if you noticed like there'd be a really really like uh harrowing scene and then there's just like a, a sign that's like please don't feed the iguanas yeah. <laughs> you know and yeah. like they make a joke about how mm. they make watch e e news mm-hmm. all day oh, yeah. in prison e exclamation yeah, e exclamation mark <laughs> which i think like, probably true they probably did do that but i i don't know kind of some of it was almost like poorly timed jokes do you know what i mean and it, it didn't quite yeah. work for me however when it gets to the third act it really really finds its stride and it's absolutely harrowing like completely harrowing really visceral yeah. a, re- a real visceral insight into like the dark side of american military and there's a lot of dark sides to the american military but this this is really like shocking like completely shocking um yeah and that was the bit that kind of not excited me but that was far more interesting for me than the other the other stuff you know the the kind of redact redactions and and the side of yeah. that you know with of uh you know uh, the American military and the sort of imprisonment that we we have not really seen before, and it, as we said, it really was truly quite shocking to be honest. Um, so yeah, you know, I think if it was more of that, it'd be I would have been more committed to it. But unfortunately, it's a bit boring. I, I, I find the story of Mohammedu Old Sulaimani just incredible. For me, that's what I found. That's what I got from it. Is you know. It wasn't doing anything groundbreaking in terms of it wasn't technically amazing. It, you know, I don't think it was even sort of like artistically shot. I thought yeah. it was sort of like all shot pretty straight and edited pretty straight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just about really sort of about the acting performances. But I, I actually found the portrayal of the character just made me want to know so much more about him. And I thought it was absolutely fascinating the way that, without giving too much away, the way he's come out of this having been through all of that like i and he's at, he's completely at peace with it all and he, he yeah. actually he said he he forgives everything that's happened to him mm. 15 16 years yeah he was in there for and he and he's like and i think how bloody wonderful that like to have that much peace in you and i, I, I yeah. you know i know i think a lot of it probably is is to do with with Islam and being a sort of religion of peace and forgiveness and things like that, but mm. I just found it absolutely sort of fascinating how how he's got that view coming out of it, and I just thought, yeah. wow, I was, what I was, a guy, was, what a guy. Would you say, Greg? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this film is Drive or Scary Movie Five. I go for Drive. I got a lot out of it. I really, I, you know, I thought I thought it was really interesting, and uh, yeah, I learned a lot. I don't think it was the yeah. greatest film in the world, but there you go. Yeah, no, I think I agree with you. The, some great bits, some fairly bog standard bits, but I think there's more good than than bad in there. Drive. Where can we see this film, Greg? It's available on Amazon Prime now. 
So just to turn to the person next to you, take your headphone out and say, I've just heard about this film, The Mauritanian. It's available on Amazon Prime now. Oh, yeah, where have you heard of that? It's on this podcast to listen to called Dance on Film. They speak about different films every week, family films as well. You know, just get the conversation going. Pass on the pod. Pass the pod. So yeah, this are, we going for, are we going for pass on the pod or pass the pod? We need to pass establish this. Pass. pass the pod. It's funny. Okay. Easier. Rolls off the tongue. Pass the pod it is. Pass the pod. So I saw this thing on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And uh, just, just a, a quick little thing. It said, you've got to lose three of these things forever uh, and any future projects. Okay. So it's just a, a, collect, a, you know, a load of different franchises. Okay. So you've got Star Wars, Marvel, okay. like Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC, Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Fast and the Furious, Back to the Future, Bond, Star Trek, Indiana Jones, and Avatar. So three have got to go forever. I think it'd be. It, I think this would be easier for me than it is for you because I've yeah, got, probably. You've, got you, you've got quite strong attachments to a lot of those. Mm. In fact, I could very readily lose that one. There's definitely that two one. I could go. Yeah, I think I've got. I think I've got it. God, I'm going to get some stick for some of this. I'll just <laughs> drop that. Drop that. I think we might have the same three, you know. My, my top three. Uh, right, I've got five, so I will lose that. I know what you're going to go. You're going to go that, that, and that, because you are not going to go those two, which I can take or leave, and you'll be surprised to hear that. Cool. Okay. All right. So lose three. So what are the three you're losing? Okay. Um, Avatar. Yeah, correct. That's what I would go for. (laughs) And the other two you've gone for are Lord of the Rings and Star Trek. Incorrect. Uh, Really? Yeah, I don't mind Star Trek. Okay. Lord of the Rings is correct. I I don't really Uh, care that much about Oh, sorry, Fast and the Furious. Uh, Yeah. I didn't even see that. Fast and the Furious. Fast. Yeah. That, I mean, that can... Do you know what? I'll keep Star Trek because of Sam and Peg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just, just for Simon Pegg alone. So keep that. Um, yeah, Avatar, Lord of the Rings. Now, for me, I probably would lose Avatar, Lord of the Rings, Fast and Furious very readily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry to tell you this. Um, I've never been attached to Jurassic Park or Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I've seen them, but wow. I, I'm. I'm I've not got that nostalgic element of being really attached to it growing up. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I probably, I probably will lose Avatar, Lord of the Rings, Fast and Furious. If we can agree, <laughs> if we can agree, if we can agree to that and put those three in Room 101, then I'll do yeah. that now. <laughs> Correct. Take a breath. Uh, okay, so something that keeps coming up on the award nominations list uh, and something we've been looking forward to seeing for um, quite a while now is Minari, which is a Korean language film set in America. So uh, you've got Stephen Yun in the lead role, uh, who we were fans Glenn. of in the early, Glenn uh, in the earlier series of um, The Walking Dead, and yeah. he, you know, and then we probably both stopped watching it not long after he got brutally bludgeoned to death with um, <laughs> Lucille. The Bob, Bob Wire wrapped baseball bat. Um, anyway, so uh, in the eighties, uh, Stephen Young's character he is called uh, Jacob Yi, and he, he is he's got a wife Monica Yi, and he's got a son David and Anne, 
his daughter, and what they do is they move from California. They move from California, don't they? Yeah, to Arkansas, and it's following his dream of starting his own farm. And they basically move into quite a sort of like it's it's basically a static caravan, static home on wheels sort of thing um, with a few acres of land of which he has identified as being really, really good soil to grow Korean crops and that sort of his dream. So they don't have a lot with them. But the key thing is that his son, David, their son, David, has a heart condition, doesn't he? So, you know, that he can't do anything too strenuous. It's not. It's not like some huge plot that, you know, yeah. goes really far. You know, don't expect, like, massive things to happen. But it's it's this sort of just beautiful, touching story of how this family um, sort of go go along with him to follow this dream. And it's the sort of the, the small problems that they're having at home between them, which are actually, for them, sort of huge, huge problems. It's their integration into the local community and trying to, you know, the the wife trying to get involved with the church and that's trying to meet yeah. people and things like that. Um, but it's shot absolutely beautifully. I mean, I think the poster yeah. gives gives away just sort of the way it's shot and how um, gorgeous, you know, the sunshine on this land and how fertile the land looks and everything like that. Um I think the performances are wonderful. It's obviously subtitled, probably 80% of it subtitled in yeah, yeah. Um, Korean language. It's really nice to see Stephen Young speaking his native tongue. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I, I just really, really like him. I don't think it's my best picture. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it's actually been nominated for, what has it been nominated for? Can we just have a quick, quick look at it? Best picture, mm-hmm. best actor, best supporting actress, oh, um, well, probably best... Yeah. Uh, I can tell you. Actually, it's yeah. actually put it this way: it's got its own Wikipedia page. List of accolades received by Minari: <laughs> best picture, best director, best original screenplay, best actor, best supporting actress, and best original score. Six wow. nominations. Score was lovely, actually. Really like lush. Yeah. Twenty fifth of April. We'll find out. What, go on. What did you make of Minari? I really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I like these films that sort of sh- like, like you said, it's 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 not a big story, but to the characters, it is. And, yeah. and it's just just something as simple as moving house, m- making a farm, and that's it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that's literally it. And it's it yeah. it was absolutely beautiful. And you know what it reminds me of? It was uh, the dig, um, and you know the uh, the film we sort of the uh, Ray Fiennes film we 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 spoke about a couple of months ago, and sure, not yeah. because of the story or anything like that, but just because. It was, and the word the word we used to describe the dig was majestic, and I just yeah. felt this film was very, very majestic. It was it yeah. was beautiful, lots of big skies, everything looked wonderful, uh, and 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 that's it really. It was it was just great. Stephen Young, I I thought was an absolute bloody knockout in this film. He was incredible, and I I'm, I think he is he's a very very strong contender for best actor. But I think you know we're talking about like what this film's about, and but. And about you know the farm and things like that, but it's not really about that. I think what it's about is the two children, okay, are are American, okay. They you know the parents are from Korea, but they they've been born, they were born and raised in America. And I feel like the film's about being raised to be, um, uh, like raised being raised with your heritage, but not actually wanting to abide by that wanting to wanting to be this sort of you know a native of your new your new land if that makes sense does that kind of make sense I yeah, think like yeah, the parents yeah. are sort of yeah. pushing 
pushing sort of Korean traditions on them. But actually the two children, they speak American, you know, they've got yeah. American accents, they speak English and mm. they're, you know, they don't want anything to do with the Korean food. When the grandma, who's, who was wonderful, she's really well, she, funny. She's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Yoon Jung. She's, but yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. apparently she's like an absolute South Korean powerhouse actress. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, who's like got a really long, prolific career. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, and like they don't want anything to do with her and her traditions, and, and essentially they want to be American. And I, I just I found that really, really interesting. And I, I think we're probably going to see more films moving forward that kind of touch on that sort of topic now, especially with you know like immigration in America and uh, that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. And I found that fascinating. You know, the farming stuff it was not very interesting, but I, that's kind of the point. This wonderful yeah. little other sort of uh, you know side story was far more interesting, far more engaging, and 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 yeah. pretty, quite beautiful as well. Yeah, it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. I probably agree with you. I know there's a few few other films I've not seen yet for uh, that are sort of best picture contenders. It probably won't win, uh, but you know it's it's a lovely I, little film. I wouldn't be against it winning, but wow, wouldn't that be a thing? If what do you think you said the other week is if t- yeah. two Korean Korean films winning in two years, yeah, the best consecutive wow. years. Um, I will, I'll honestly be over the moon if Stephen Young wins Best Actor. Um, oh, let's see who's up against. Um, just remind myself. So Anthony Hopkins, the father, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal. I think that's his biggest contender. Stephen Young, yeah. Minari. You know, he's the first Asian um, Asian actor. To be nominated for best best actor uh, at wow. the Oscars, pretty cool. That's a travesty. Um, yeah, Chabot Boseman and then Gary Oldman and Mank. I'll be very annoyed if Oldman gets it. If he yeah. pinches it for that sh- film. Oh. I thought the kid David was really cool. Yeah, he was like great. He's so yeah. cute. So cute. Yeah. Um, okay, would you say that this film was Creed or The Human Centipede? <laughs> God, don't even put the. I hate that that film. Every time someone mentions it, it goes back into my head, and it's like, <laughs> no, no. Well, technically, yeah, that's that's the point of the human centipede. It goes back yeah. in. Never mind. Oh, um, God, I think I'll agree with Creed. Oh. Creed you, onwards. Yeah. <laughs> Where can we see this film, Greg? It is available to rent uh, premium streaming streaming services now. I think is that right? Yeah. Cool. Take a breath. Here comes the human centipede. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> PG tips. So a lot of uh, kids or family films, they hold out for the school holidays to release them. So it, uh, we thought, even though we've not been looking forward to it, too much, uh, we'd go for Tom and Jerry for the Easter holidays. Now, you've not been able to fit mm. this one in, have you? Um, Sorry, everybody. What, uh, yeah. Other priorities, and if I'm perfectly honest, I just didn't really want to watch it. <laughs> I forgive you. Um, so, I, I sat down with my kids this afternoon and uh, watched Tom and Jerry. I, yeah, I wasn't particularly thrilled about the idea, but I thought, you know, I'll I'll introduce them to Tom and Jerry. I don't think they've seen it seen before. Uh, well, they had, as, it, and as Arthur reminded me, um, they cameoed on the Saturday Night Takeaway the other week, Tom and Jerry, and they did a whole thing there, oh. frolicking around. Uh, so this Great. is a 2D cartoon Tom and Jerry uh, in real New York. Um, so, okay. Live you know, action New York. Live action, that's the word I was looking for. I'm losing my words tonight. Live action New <laughs> York. 
and uh, they are obviously voiced by no one because they don't talk. But uh, you've also got this the main role, Chloe Grace Moretz. Do you, AK... do, you think, do, you, do you think? Sorry, do you think when they were make, like the throwing ideas around for like live oh, action but... cartoon? Oh, am I? Yeah, yeah. for like cartoon films. I think it right. We can't spend tons, so. <laughs> What what should we do? Well, let's not do let's not do uh, Scooby Doo. We've done that, you know. The voice, and everyone knows the voice. We let's not do Top Cat because that's a bit. Who could we who could we save a bit? Tom and Jerry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they don't speak. Let's save some cash. Yeah, why yeah. not? I, I mean, there, apparently there have been other Tom and Jerry feature films before, none of which I've seen. Uh, but they, they get Chloe Grace Moretz in as the lead role, uh, Hit Girl to you and I, yeah, and yeah. Uh, other things as well. I'm sure uh, you got Michael. Uh, Pina, who Pena, 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 who uh, you and I know as Louis from yeah, uh, Batman, uh, you know, uh, you got a few other people mixed in. You got Rob Delaney there as well, um, and the premise is well, actually, what I did is I recorded some voice notes uh, before and during uh, and after watching this film uh, with okay. my kids, and I'm going to play them to you now. Edit them as you wish. Um, are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Right, guys, what are we doing? What are we watching? Tom and Jerry. And what have you got there, Matilda? Chocolate. I've got Mr. Chocolate. Woo. What do you know about Tom and Jerry? I don't know about them. Are they cartoons? Yeah. Are they people? No. What are they? Cats. Cats. Cat mouse so, as you can tell there, they've got no benchmarks to go on because... <laughs> relevant to this generation. Start off with the soundtrack, Tribe Called Quest, uh, kind of kick it, which uh, I'm a fan of. Do you like the music, Arthur? Yeah. And what, what what's happening so far? They're in New York, aren't they? In Central Park. And uh, yeah, it looks all right so far. So, so far it looks good. New York, they've got a nice, bright, sunshiny day. Looks fantastic, but also, you know, the effect of having the cartoon characters, the 2D cartoon characters in the 3D world works really well. Like, um, you know, when you've done this sort of stuff in Space Jam in the past, it sort of looks a bit hairy, but actually it looks really good like this at the moment. Um, yeah, so far, actually, like, pleasantly surprised. So as you could tell, I'm trying to, despite having sort of pre-judgment of not really wanting to go into it, I was trying to be positive about it, trying to be sort mm. of upbeat about it, you know? So far. Tom and Jerry chasing each other around, trying to knock ten bells out of each other. Pretty authentic. And I'm already really enjoying Chloe Grace Moretz, aka Hit Girl to most of us, um, dishing out some whoop ass by punking some woman in a hotel. Really good. Okay, my interest is starting to waver. So you got this made-up it couple who are going to are planning their wedding at this hotel. Chloe Grace Moretz blags a job uh, at the hotel as part of planning the wedding. Jerry is meanwhile taking residency in the hotel and not quite sure how how they're going to link the uh, plot threads yet. We'll see. Let's see if the kids like it. Kids, are you enjoying it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, till the probably about this this point fell asleep, so that gives you an idea. So Ken Jeng is in it as a chef. 
don't know how big his part is, but he's annoying me already. Basically playing his bloody hangover role and same thing he plays in every film he's in. Arthur, what do you think of the film so far? Is it good or is it bad? Good. Remember when these guys were on Saturday Night Takeaway? Oh, yeah. Was he funny then? Yeah. Which one's Tom and which one's Jerry? I don't know. My popcorn, not yours. My popcorn? No, my popcorn. No, my popcorn. Mine. Okay, so we've just finished watching Tom and Jerry. Right, tell, try and tell us what happened. What, who's Tom, who's Jerry? What's it all about? It's how to get his friends with a mouse. Are they friends, though? No. Yes. No, yes. Both, mixed together. They're both friends and not friends? <laughs> why, why are they friends and not friends? Because they keep on fighting, but they are friends. They keep on fighting, and they are friends. Okay, and what was going on with the hotel? Did you understand it? There's a tiger! Did you understand the film? Mm-mm. There was a tiger loud! Yeah, did you understand the film? Yes, but I actually normally understand it, uh, the cartoon characters. I only understand it those. Okay, but you didn't understand the grown-up characters? Understanding you mean the cartoon characters? Do you think it was a film that's good for kids your age or do you think it's for older kids? Older kids! Actually, I think it's for anyone. Okay. And how many stars out of ten would you give it? <gasps> one! Actually, I think... One star out of ten, actually, just one. Actually, I'll give it a hundred and million thousand. So you think it's really, really super good? Mm -hmm. One! It, one is, star! Is it the best film you've ever seen in your life? Favourite film. <laughs> All right. Good. Okay, okay. Bye, love you, bye. He, Arthur has got no integrity in rating films. He didn't enjoy it at all. He's just saying that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's going to enjoy it too, too much. Matilda fell asleep. They didn't understand <laughs> what was going on. Uh, but there was about... I think more importantly, I think there might have been a tiger. There was a tiger. Yes, that's <laughs> You know what? The whole thing about Tom and Jerry is the is the fun, frantic sort of chasing each other around, hitting each other. And at the start, they were doing that, and I was actually quite enjoying it, and it was quite sort of inventive. Mm. And then it kind of that all sort of died down, and it was it went all soft, and it was focusing very much on um, the Chloe Grace Moretz character and sort of that side of things. And it did become a film that wasn't it didn't it wasn't necessarily a Tom and Jerry film. It was about a girl who blagged away as being having a job at a hotel, and. I, it, I didn't think it was particularly good or that interesting. Um, I think it looked good, like I said before. I think they've obviously, you know, they've found a way of really easily animating Tom and Jerry and putting him, he's, they've been using him in loads of promo for like augmenting them into all sorts of places yeah, yeah. for this sort of thing. So they've obviously got that nailed. Um, eh, I mean, <laughs> stick it on with your family, but like, what what, ref, what reference have they got? Like, it's not, it's not relevant. <laughs> this is the thing, it's like, Hanna-Barbera and things like that, they're, they're pumping quite a lot of money now into kind of live-action izing their films. We've had like we've had a Top Cat film. We've had, um, you know, we've had loads of Scooby-Doo. I know that's Warner yeah. Brothers. Uh, we've yeah. had, what else have we had? Um, we had Top Cat. We had, like, uh, what's the, Yogi Bear, Smurfs. Yeah. And yeah. I just think these, these cartoons from, like, the 60s and 70s, nobody cares no, kids, no. kids, they don't show them on TV anymore. Kids don't watch them. 
And no, I suppose, exactly. like, and you said it, you know, months and months ago about actually, like, about Space Jam, like, how Looney Tunes are not even on your kids' radars anymore. God, these things, these ones even came out yeah. 20 years before that. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's just, like, exactly. it baffles me. It really does. Crazy. Said do you think that, maybe it's something to do with, like, the rights? They're trying to, like, they have to release something to kind of click. Yeah, maybe. Maybe something. Because, actually, Warner do own Tom and Jerry now, even oh, though okay. it's Hanna-Barbera, but... I don't know who released Scoob and stuff like that. But, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know. I suppose I should be grateful that they're not bringing modern things into, you know, like I don't want to see a proper Peppa Pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't mm. think off the top of my head now. I've got brain freeze. Rasta Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> the grueling tale of <laughs> Rastamos. Yeah. And I, and I have endured the Paw Patrol films and they were, but maybe that is because maybe the kids stuff they watch is so diabolical now. Although my kids do watch the Jurassic World uh, series on Netflix. Oh now, yeah. And, I've uh, heard about this. Yeah. They love it. Uh, they, yeah. They nice. absolutely love that. I don't know. Ben some likes kids, Daniel some... Tiger. Where can we see this film? You got to pay a ridiculous amount of money to see it on premium streaming services such as you know Sky Store, etc. It's like sixteen quid. A critic. Us again. Today we're talking about Mission Impossible Two. I don't think I can get her to do it. You mean it'll be difficult? Very. Well, this is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. Difficult should be a walk in the park for you. Um, okay, Mission Impossible 2, uh, set in 2000. Um, this is the Chimera one. So this is the one where there is a virus. And basically, um, you've got uh, Tandy Newton in it and Doug Ray Scott. And uh, he plays uh, Sean Ambrose, who's an ex-IMF agent turned rogue. And basically, he wants to steal and sell uh, a virus called Chimera for £37 million. Uh, Tandy Newton's in it, and she is like an ex-lover of his. She's a thief, and she's got to help Ethan get it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a, the story's very simple, actually, but it's, it's quite a good one. Um, a lot more to do with the masks, and they bring in the voice element, where they have this little strip on the throat, which means their voices. Um, mimic those of whose faces they've got. There's quite a good motorbike chase in this one as well. Um, the story was very simple, um, and although it was you know second oldest, two thousand, um, it was good. It was a really good film. It was very interesting, and it kept you going like on the edge of your seat. Plus, for me, it does remind me a lot of when we were younger. I think I think we must have had it on VHS, Dave, because this is the one that I remember the most out of all of them. Well, this is making me want to do what Jenna yeah. have done and go back and watch all the Mission Impossibles because uh, mm. it's, it, it's many, many years since I've seen it. What, what, what did we say? What, 2001? Potentially, I think 2000 maybe. Let's, let's double check. It's a funny one, Mission Impossible 2, because the first Mission Impossible... Mission, it is 2000. The first Mission Impossible film is this very much this kind of like espionage kind of you know, like small thriller. And then for Mission Impossible 2, which was like kind of caught people off guard when they said they're making a sequel to it. Um, yeah. It's this full on 
balls out action film directed by John Woo. He'd come off the back of like Face Off and these like yeah. mental like yeah. action Hong Kong action films. So there's a, yeah. there's there's almost like there's so much slow motion this this film it'll make Zack Snyder weep. Honestly, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's it's so like ultra stylized, but. My God, it is a cool film. Yeah. There's a lot of like people wearing sunglasses for no reason in the dark. A lot of leather. It's bloody beautiful. Yes, well, I like wasn't it. A this, wasn't it for this one where Limp Biscuit redid the music? Uh, yeah, the take feature. a look around. Limp Biscuit, <laughs> town. <laughs> yes, um, cool. Uh, right. Well, thanks, Jen, once again. Um, <laughs> And uh, look forward to in a few weeks' time. We'll probably have Mission Impossible three, will we? And uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Great. Great stuff. Thank you. If you want to be involved in next week's Everyone's a Critic, send us a review of a film you've watched recently. You didn't have to love it. You didn't have to hate it. But just a you know a little rundown of what you thought about it. And uh, yeah, bob it over to us. Take a breath, Greg. I'm We're going. diving. Hold <laughs> <laughs> <Love> it tight. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? I don't know why this just made me remember, made me think of this. Um, so Kate Winslet is in Avatar two. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the, I think it's confirmed now, but one of the big rumors for Avatar two is a lot of it's going to be set like underwater in like the you know there's a lot of like uh, creatures in the the seas of whatever the Pandora it's called, isn't it? Of yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently, Kate Winslet had to hold a breath for twelve minutes. Oh yeah, James Cameron like you know. made her do it. James Cameron, the tyrant, just like yeah. you will hold your breath for twelve minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, he put the poor the poor woman through like such an ordeal in uh, filming Titanic. Like she got hypothermia and <laughs> all this mad. <laughs> she was like, "I'll never work with him again." And then as soon as you know, twenty years later, I'm going to work with her again. Uh, right, oh. you'll hold your breath <laughs> for twelve <laughs> minutes, Rose. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I heard. It. Was it maybe an interview? Oh, maybe not an interview. I've read something about her learning to do it. And yeah, you have to like, um, like go through a stage of like, it's like yeah. her body will start shaking, but you've just got to ride it out. Like, in like, yeah, the bends don't yet. It's still oh, crazy. Um, I just heard, we need to ra- drag this podcast out a bit. I just heard um, Tesco lolly reversing down the road. I keep a. Uh, <laughs> I keep accidentally on purpose booking the Tesco delivery for whilst we're doing the podcast. So it's nothing I hate unpacking the shopping. I really, really do. Like, oh, I can only get a slot Wednesday night. <laughs> it's happened a few weeks in a row now. Um, anyway, yeah, cool. Mission Impossible. Hi guys, it's regular listener Soz here. I'm just getting in touch because I want to say some homework. Uh, first off, I just want to say I'm really, really, really a big fan of what you do. Thursday night comes and I think to myself, ah, it's Friday tomorrow podcast, I'm going to be all right. Dave, I feel like I know you. I'm sure we will get introduced soon. Greg keeps assuring me that we will be introduced soon. Um, congratulations on the birth of Zachary. Uh, Greg, you are right, mate? How you doing? So I'm not sure, I mean, I'm pretty sure you would have covered this, but um, I watched The Mauritanian yesterday, starring Tahir Rahim. Well, not so much starring, I suppose. It was the standout performance anyway. But, it, you know, I really enjoyed it. And he was basically the hook of the whole film for me. He, uh, 
it really brought a sort of a cheekiness, you know, a playful edge to this character that's going through such a, a crap time, basically. So I was really impressed with the humour, you know, and it's interesting because I was, uh, I watched the end credits and you actually see the guy who it's based on and you can really see the quirks and what he's picked up on and put to the performance and, it, you know, credit to him. But this is not the first performance I've thought to myself, wow, who's this guy? And uh, it sort of leads me into what I want to say to you for homework. It is 2009's Ah Prophet. And it stars your man, Tahir Rahim. And without giving too much away, he is a delinquent that's sent to prison for a relatively minor offence. And it just tells the story of how he navigates through the the hierarchies of the prison, basically. Uh, and that's all I really want to say about it. Um, I first came across this film when I was going to buy a DVD. I was just DVD shopping. Remember those DVDs? And I came across it. And they have these little taglines, don't they? And it said something to the effect of the new Goodfellas or something. I went, oh, yeah, all right. But, you know, I thought, well, why not? I'll take a pun. I picked it up, took it home, stuck it on, and it was French. And I was absolutely horrified. I was like, what the hell? I was very ignorant to a foreign film then and, and subtitles. I mean, interestingly enough now, I watch most films, even when they're in English, with subtitles on now. So the foreign films, it doesn't really bother me so much. But anyway, I uh, I actually turned it off at the time because I couldn't be bothered with it. But th this is before the time of, you know, Netflix and having all these films on demand. So a few weeks went by and I went, well, I've got nothing to watch. I may as well, you know, give it a go. And I did. And I'm really glad I did. It was, I was never, I was never bored. It was very engrossing and to hear Raheem really is a fantastic actor. So I'd really like to know your thoughts on the film and well, I'll look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Stuart. Uh, Thank you very much. Stu's the reason that uh, we release it like three in the morning on a Friday <laughs> because uh, he gets up very early to go to work as a postie and he likes to listen on his way to driving into work. So <laughs> that's why it get, that's why it gets resent. So uh, that's the first time he's sent a voice note into the show. He's you know we've been asking him to for a while. Bent and bend his arm, but thank you for that. Uh, and we mm. will go and see a profit this week. Looking yeah. forward to it. Um, looking forward to seeing another one with to hear. Uh, Rahim, Rahim. Rahim. Yeah. and uh, yeah, cool. Bring it, bring it on. Where can we see this film, Greg? It's available to rent for two pound forty nine on the Amazon, uh, or three three forty nine on the Sky Store. You know Fantastic. the usual places. Yeah, brilliant. Can't wait. What's on the box, everybody? What's okay, on the Greg. Box? What is on the box for you this week? Well, I was I will give an honourable mention to Stand by Me, um, yeah. which is on on Saturday afternoon. Hang on a second, I'm going to tell you when. Uh, it's on Saturday five past five on the five star. Uh, however, when I saw that at one fifty five. On Tuesday morning, on film four, Submarine was on. I thought, ah, yeah, it's got to be that. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. So this Fantastic. is Richard Ayoade's directorial debut, um, out of 2010, uh, based on a book of the same name. And it's just sublime. We've spoken a bit about it because Craig Roberts was in one of the first films we spoke about. In, in yeah. Shot, um, because he directed. God, what was it called? Oh, that? Yeah, that was um, that yeah, Sally Hawkins yeah. one. Can't even remember. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, that's my choice. What's yours? Tea, everyone, by the way. Uh, okay, honourable mentions. Uh, Saturday afternoon, film four, half past two, Mrs. Doubtfire. Saturday yeah. evening, quarter to 11, ITV, Inception. Um, Saturday evening, again, quarter past 11 on Paramount Network, Harry Brown, which is this, that real gritty. Oh, yeah. Uh, one that's pretty great. Great. Um, Sunday afternoon, you've got Half Blood Prince on ITV2. Not Half Blood Prince, sorry, uh, Deathly Hallows Part 1. But for me, yeah, they're all on. But for me, I'm going for Monday the 12th at 9 o'clock on Paramount Network, which apparently is free to to, uh, preview. I'm going for the 90s classic, which you could argue jump-started the MCU. Technically, it didn't, but it still is Marvel property. Blade. Yeah, Wesley Snipes cutting yeah. people in half. Yes, mate. Blade. Absolutely love it. Cool. Let us know what you're watching on the box this week. Mm. And take a breath. <gasps> We're diving in. So last week, Greg, we... Uh, we reviewed the homework, uh, the Taika Waititi film, didn't we? Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. We did. Uh, well, my, uh, I've got family friend over uh, living in New Zealand, um, and she said, uh, Monique, uh, and she said she's uh, been li- obviously been listening, and she said Hunt for the Wilder People is one of her favourite films. Uh, but she said, let me know if you need help translating, uh, because apparently. Uh, there's a few things in in last week's episode that we were pronouncing all wrong, but I'm trying to think what that would have been because it's only people's names. I don't think we said anything. Yeah, I don't right, know. Well, whatever. Let us know, Monique. Definitely. But yeah, Home for the World wow. people was great. <laughs> what are you doing this week, Greg? That's 44 episodes, by the way. What are you doing well, this week? We're we're catching up, aren't we? We're going to try and catch up. I don't know. Hopefully, will be before, yeah. Will it be before we record next week? I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Like Weather permitting. Yeah, we kind of feel we can. I'm not sure what we're doing, but we're we're catching up. Um, so yeah, yeah. that been that be nice. Um, other than that, not a great deal. Amazing Still work. So yeah, chilling out, maxing and relaxing. What about you? Mm. Um, yeah, not tons. I don't think. I think we're a few visitors coming round in the garden, of course. Uh, you know, to meet little Zachary. Yeah. Um, but other than that, not tons. Films in the middle of the night. Nice walks. It's bloody freezing, though, at the minute. Have you, have you had loads of snow? Uh, oh, my word. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Shorts and T-shirt last week and flip-flops and then full-on thermals did I not yesterday. Send you, did I send you a video yesterday of the snow? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, I'll have to send it to you after this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh. Have, oh. Yeah, have I been in the snow? Whew. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, yeah, yes, yes, I have. I have, yeah. <laughs> uh, password this week, Greg. I think let's let's explain to people what the password is all about because I think we've had we, some of them. this may 
people yeah, with a few people going, saying, what's what's the password all about? I love it, but what's it all about? So th- this was something that very, very early on on the podcast as, as a way of checking if people had actually finished an episode. So we'd put a password at the very end of the of the episode and they could, uh, you know, send us it to prove that they'd finished it. They could just jump to the end of the episode just to get the password. Christine it's does. like quite a lot. Yeah, Christine does. <laughs> um, oh, actually, which we need to talk about in a second. Um, uh, but I think it's, yeah, I think it's to do with our own, it was to do with our own sort of uh, self. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. We were, we were self-conscious and sort of like we, we had no faith that people would actually listen to this thing but it turns out they yeah. did um, yeah. so that's why we did it and also so you know people see you know randomly messages to covertly let them let us know that they've been listening by just telling mm-hmm. us the one word password or shouting it to us in the streets um, which uh, hasn't happened yet uh, no. <laughs> no. thanks for that so everybody this, <laughs> <laughs> this week's password, then, uh, what's it going to be? We had Easter egg last week. I got sent we some did. Easter eggs. Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah did. Uh, a rude one. My sister sent me like a really rude one. Really? Um, yeah. Oh. Disgusting. Okay. What about Tom and Jerry? We hate the film. Well, you hate the film, but uh, let's go for Tom and Jerry. Yeah, Something man. like that. Cool. Yeah, perfect. Cool, cool, cool. Perfect. Uh, so next, next week is episode 15. Or okay. forty-five, and that means it's ten weeks since Christian last came on and did okay. our Harry Potter quiz. So it's time for another quiz. Okay. Okay. Topic to be determined. Um, All right. But yeah, Chris is going to come on next week and do us a little another little film quiz. Yeah, man. Get yeah. In. Cool. Get in. We're also going to be chatted about Promising Young Woman, uh, which is out next week. Yeah. Sound uh, of Metal. Yep. It's the Baftas this weekend. Yep. Is Sound of Metal out next week? Is it out? Monday. It comes out on Monday. Oh, so we've got Sound of Metal and Promising Your Woman. Yeah. Amazing. And that's just sort of sort of out. Well, that's... Uh, so Sound of Metal, we'll probably find out before we watch it uh, whether Riz has won his BAFTA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, it's kind of pipped to into it. But let's see. Uh, cool. And, we, you know... Fantastic. We're, we're ticking them off, these films that we've been dying to watch for some time. Yeah, we've just got to do loads of them all. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see Sound of Metal then because, I mean, spoiler, I'm, I was pretty impressed with Promising <laughs> Young Woman. So, uh, yeah, it will do well to, to beat that. So, yeah, cool. Definitely. Cool. Well, you have yourself a lovely week. I may see you before the next episode, Greg. Yeah, but uh, if not, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.